0: This is another MP3 podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. On Two NURFM one hundred three point seven, Barry Preston Finance Talkback, and we have a special guest. With we special certainly do, subject.
1: and one of our most regular guests, uh, a young lady by the name of Alex Denham, who is a, as I said, a regular guest on our program, and she is the head of technical services at a very large Australian fund manager, Challenger Financial Services Group. <clears throat> now. Also, Alex is a regular speaker at many seminars all around Australia on superannuation and, and she's done many in Newcastle. And as a guest on our program, Alex shares with us her ex- expert knowledge on superannuation and the many ancillary matters that come with it. Hi Alex, how are you?
0: I'm very well, Barry. How are you?
1: Very well indeed and we always ask you this question, how's that Australia's biggest parking lot going?
0: Well, it's just the same, I'm afraid. still busy. <laughs> I
1: think somebody jammed a truck under a tunnel down there today, didn't they?
0: Did they? I, I believe so,
1: that. yes, oh, and uh, that, that very early. caused a bit of a problem.
0: Oh dear, I hadn't yeah.
1: heard. Anyway, but people got a lot of free parking for probably an hour or so anyway. <laughs> I must read this out that uh, any our questions to Alex are for general discussion. Even though answers may appear to fit your needs, there may be items of timing, tax legislation and other matters that may need clarification. So the wrong step may be costly to you in the future, so you should always seek your own financial legal and tax advice or any other advice you're looking for. Alex, unfortunately a number of our people could face the prospect of having to deal with an employer termination payment redundancy. Really, just what is such a payment and are they known as any other names?
0: Right, well these are, as you say, of course a lot of people are facing the prospect of redundancy this year, so it's certainly an, um, an issue that's becoming uh, you know, of more interest. And so when someone does get made redundant, usually the employer will pay a lump sum amount. Now, they, just, they have several requirements of what they'll pay out in, when they are terminating uh, an employee. First of all, they have to pay out any accrued leave payments, so that would be things like any unused annual leave or even unused long service leave that you have accrued, they'll Mm. have to uh, pay a portion out of that. But quite often they will also then just pay an amount over and above those those payments um, in order to, you know, assist people to be able to get back into employment and things like that. So that is paid as a lump sum, Mm. and that lump sum is called an employer termination payment. Um, It's... No, it's got it actually got a few few names as well. It can be paid well. As I said, it's paid as redundancy. Sometimes it also is paid when someone retires. It's, it's mm-hmm. basically the employer says, "Thank you very much, you've done a great job," um, and that's sometimes known as a golden handshake.
1: Ah, uh, gold. That's a golden handshake, is it?
0: That's the golden handshake. So when they retire, yep, to you know the gold watch. so I think that's where it came from originally.
1: <laughs> you can, you could get a golden handshake and a gold watch, could you?
0: Well, absolutely. Yeah, Fair that's enough. an idea, I guess. Could they? Are they
1: all do they also call them ex gratia payments at all?
0: Yeah, ex gratia payments. They do. So for those who are not up on their Latin, um,
1: ex, ex, what do you call ex, it?
0: Ex gratia.
1: Ah, ex gratia.
0: Ex gratia. Yeah. So ah. it just basically means it's a it's a lump sum payment made in favour. In other words, they don't have any legal obligation to pay it. Right. Paying it as a, as a gesture of goodwill.
1: So right. That's why
0: they're often known as ex gratia.
1: So, is it important to treat the payments the same way, or should they be treated differently?
0: Yeah, so so all these payments really are the same thing. They all come under the umbrella of a employer termination payment. So that's that
1: includes unserv- long service leave and all that sort of stuff.
0: Actually, no. So oh, sorry, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, so the leave payments—that's your annual and your long service leave payments—are right. are treated separately to what is known as these employer termination payments.
1: So if we could just do the first one, the unused leave and the long service leave, can we sort of get those out of the road and we won't bring those up again? What are that, What are, the, are they, obviously what they mean, but how are they treated?
0: Yeah, so they have their own, their own tax treatment. So certainly with, with unused leave, so as you know, we all accrue annual leave as we, as, you know, we're employed. Mm-hmm. And then when we leave that employment, then the employer is required under law to pay out any unused, unused leave. Right. Um, so that's treated separately because generally if we took the leave or resigned, mm-hmm. that amount would be just taxed at your own tax rate, but when you actually receive them as a result of redundancy, Hmm. it has a concessional tax on it. It's only taxed at a maximum of 31.5%.
1: That's the maximum?
0: Maximum. So if your marginal tax rate is less than that, then that's what it'll be taxed at.
1: So let's assume your tax rate was a 15%. You're still going to get taxed at 31%? No, no. Ah, no. If
0: if your tax rate is lower, you still get that 15%.
1: So, okay, so fair enough. So people have got to decide whether they want to take the leave and... Get paid weekly or get a lump sum? Can they do that? Well,
0: well that's right. But certainly, usually, when in the case of redundancy, the decision's been made. They bounce, don't have. You know, they're they're getting the lump sum, They're getting it paid as a lump sum, and and off they go.
1: Okay. So, same with long service leave.
0: Same with long service leave. Now, the payout of that it varies from state to state. You know, as you know, generally long service leave is payable after ten years, mm-hmm. but it does start accruing in New South Wales it starts accruing after five years mm-hmm. so if you're you're terminated somewhere through redundancy somewhere between five and ten years, then you'll get a portion of the amount that's accrued
1: fair enough <laughs> it's okay, so we'll leave those out of the road now. Um, mm-hmm. Let's look at this uh, other one that's called the eligible termination payment now um, is mm-hmm. it tax- I have
0: to correct you I have to correct you there Barry. Yes. Saying, uh, being a technical person, I am. Please. Actually, these days it's now called employer termination payment. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> eligible termination payment is an old term for when you used to receive money out of superannuation funds. So don't don't confuse the two; they are different.
1: Yep, fair. A, a slip of the tongue. There's so many yes. of these. Uh, what do you call them? Jargons. Yes.
0: So it's employer
1: termination payment.
0: That's right.
1: Right. Okay, we're talking about an employer termination payment. Okay. So, do they have their own tax calculation? Uh, they what's do. going on yeah. here?
0: Yeah, so, so to be treated as in, well, when they're paid, so as I say, that's over and above the leave payments, mm-hmm. they have their own tax calculation. Right. Um, first of all, and, and the good news here, actually, when I sort of go through all this, is that the employer does these calculations for the, okay. for the employee.
1: So, what we might do before we get into this tax calculation, mm-hmm. and I can hear some figures coming up, we might mm-hmm. go for a break so we don't break halfway through it. How's that? Okay. We'll okay. be back in a moment.
0: And you're listening to Finance Talkback and Barry Preston. We're talking about redundancies and what happens if you're made redundant, what kind of payments you get, et cetera.
1: We certainly are, and we have uh, our expert on this, Alex Denham, who is the <coughs> Head of Technical Services at Challenger Financial Services. Okay, Alex, we're looking at The employer termination payments. Now, we've got rid of unused uh, long service service leave and unused holiday pay. We're now looking at the employer termination payment. And what did you call that? An ex what? Ex gratia Right. Okay. And I thought we might break before we got into doing some calculations here. So, okay. Is is there some sort of an example we could do on this? So, some, we could sort of paint mind pictures so people would understand it a little bit better, do you think? Yeah,
0: sure, why not?
1: Okay, where you go. Oh, All right. It's we'll over have, to you.
0: Well look at someone who's, um, let's call him Tony. He's mm-hmm. 56. He's been working for about 15 years. Right. In fact, we need to know exactly how long he's been working for. The the whole years of service is important here. Right. And let's say, because he's worked for so long, he's getting quite a generous payment of $100,000
1: right.
0: for his, his um, redundancy.
1: And this is leaving out any leave, long service? It's purely redundancy? Correct. Right. It's,
0: this is the employer you know, call a golden handshake or an ex gratia payment. Okay. The first thing we look at, and then as I said, the employer calculates this, is they say, all right, this is co- what's called a genuine redundancy payment. Uh-huh. In other words, the position has actually become genuine and they're not expecting or they're not going to be uh, rehiring anyone into that position. Uh-huh. Um, then that means the tax office allows us to have a bit of a tax-free amount. Seriously? Mm. Yeah, so, it's, so what they look at, and this depends on the number of years' service.
1: Right. Uh-huh.
0: So it's a all these numbers. Don't worry about it too much. But um, in based on 15 years of service for this guy, just about $62,000 would come to him tax-free. So he'd get that that tax-free out of that hundred thousand payment. So already Hmm. fairly generous lump sum, and that's because he's been working for so long with this company.
1: Fair enough. So he's got about $37,000 left over.
0: Yes. That's right. So that, that's the rest of it, and that is taxed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that one, again, depends on his... Well, now depends on his age, and it's taxed a little bit less for people over 55 than it is for under 55-year-olds. All right. So for him, he's over 55 in this example. All right. So this $37,000 gets taxed at 16.5%. Right. All right. So that's a total of this $100,000 payment of just over $6,000 would be paid.
1: Ah, so the ho- the whole $100,000 after a number of calculations have been done, being over 55, he only pays $6,200 tax roughly. About
0: that. Yep,
1: roughly. So he gets 93811 We won't worry about what we can do with that, but let's have a look at another example. How about um, Sandy? Let's say Sandy. Now, she's been work. she's, say, 41 years of age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's happening her now? What's You go ahead and work this one out for me.
0: Okay. So, should we use, again, she's receiving $100,000. Yes. Um, but only been been working for a shorter period of time?
1: A couple uh-huh. of years, roughly.
0: So, a couple of years? Yep. All right. So, in this case, the redundancy amount, again, the first thing that they'll look at is, is the tax-free part. That's calculated first. Mm-hmm. Now, based on her years of service being much less than Tony previously, which was right. 15 years. Right. Her redundancy amount would
1: be about $11,000. So she'd get that tax free, about 11000 out of the 100. 11000 okay. out of the 100. Ooh, so that's going to leave her about 89000 to be looked at by the tax commissioner. Yes. I hope he's a bit generous, but anyway, let's listen to what you've got to say. That's
0: right. So we've got about 89000 mm-hmm. Now, Sandy's also under the age of 55, so she's paying tax at 31.5% on that amount, not at the lower... 16.5% that Tony paid because hmm. he was over 55. Hmm. So, in other words, she's now getting taxed another $28,000.
1: This is where it, uh, it's beneficial to be older. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> true. Right.
0: It's true. Um, okay, so so pretty much, Well, her net payment then becomes about 72000
1: Okay. So uh, she's got to cough up around about $28,000 in tax on the $100,000. That's right.
0: So basically... Ah. Technically, the the employer will actually deduct that tax and pay her the net amount. So
1: people getting these things don't have to worry about it, but they should have a cheque just to make sure it's okay, do you think, or not?
0: Definitely. I think that there are employers who are getting these wrong. I've seen seen it already. Mm -hmm. You really do want to have a look at the numbers. They will hand you a piece of paper to say you know, what was leave payments, what represented any any other type of payments and what this redundancy payment is about. So you should have that broken down for you from the employer. Right. Um, but just, I guess those two examples just show that if, on $100,000 or any amount, the same amount... It can be very different treatment depending on your years of service and right.
1: your age. Now, here's another one I'm going to throw at you. Let's assume somebody worked before 1983, and I think the magical date is July, isn't it? 83 or?
0: Yep, sure is.
1: Yes. Okay. What right. does that mean, Alex?
0: That means that there is actually a bit more tax free amounts to calculate, so again there's a benefit there for in terms of um, uh, in terms of tax. Mm. So again, so the first thing you do is you calculate that tax free redundancy payment that I've already talked about, right. then you take the the rest of it and have have a look at what is the proportion of service that was you know completed prior to 1 July 1983.
1: So let's, for a silly example, let's assume the person worked five years pre-83, five years post-83. Mm, yeah. That's 50%. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So 50% of that employer termination payment would be tax-free and the rest of it would be taxed at either 16.5% or 31.5%, depending on the age.
1: Yeah, well, in that case, they'd have to be over 55, wouldn't they? Or, yeah. No, not necessarily. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. It would well, be, yeah, yes, be, yes. over yes, 55. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but,
0: right. Now, just, just another part, that, and this is for those lucky enough to get the really big payments. Once that employer termination payment is over $145,000, mm-hmm. anything over that amount is mm-hmm. then taxed at the highest marginal rate, which is
1: 46.5%. Wow.
0: So nothing you can do about that.
1: Absolutely nothing?
0: No. So all those big payouts that um, you know have been received, they're all getting hit with a lot of tax.
1: If it was given in shares and all that sort of thing, it doesn't make any difference?
0: No. No, good question, though. No. But uh, well, there's, there's possibly some difference on shares. But... Um, Actually, that's a good question, Barry. I'll have to think about that one. Because sometimes they have, you know, they will be as part of an employee share scheme. Yes. Which I believe would be a different different treatment in that case.
1: I think in that case, uh, and you'd know this a heck of a lot better than me. <laughs> I think I'm showing I don't. No, 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 because there's so many of these things and, and that was a question yeah. that I just dragged up out of the blue. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people obviously may not be getting that sort of stuff. So, But it's worthwhile getting it checked by an advisor or your tax agent uh, as you can see, it's not that simple.
0: It's not that simple. But as I said, this part of it, there's not really a lot you can do about it, Mm -hmm. well, other than check to make sure it's been done correctly. Um, You can also, you can find some information on this on the tax office website.
1: Which which is? is Hmm?
0: Hmm. ato.gov.au
1: And where would you look under there? Redundancies, I suppose. Uh,
0: Yeah, do a search on redundancy payments.
1: Okay, now... I've just been made redundant. The boss doesn't know this yet. I've just mm-hmm. been made redundant. And I always... Well, I know a lot of people say to me, oh, they're going to put it into, get it through and put it into super to save tax. Now, mm. first of all, you can't.
0: Well, not these payments you can't, no. But there is scope for some people, and that's people who fall under a transitional arrangement.
1: Mm. What's, <laughs> what's that mean?
0: So, yes, it's a whole... But wait, there's more. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and knives and stake yes, exactly. knives and things like that. Are
0: you yes, this is the set of stake knives. So for those, there are some transitional arrangements that are in place until 2012, and that is for those who are employed in their company as at the 9th of May 2006. Hmm. Now, that's, there's more than that. They also have to have a payment, a redundancy payment, specified under a written contract in place at the time or a workplace agreement. Uh-huh. that was in place on that date, the 9th of May, 2006. Now, if that, if that contract or workplace agreement specified the payment that you would be receiving in the event of redundancy, you fall under transitional arrangements. In other words, it might say, in the event of redundancy, you'll get paid three times your annual sal- salary, right. for example. That would be an example of what would work. Right. Anyway, so if you fall under transitional arrangements, then you do have the the option to roll over that money to superannuation.
1: Without tax, probably.
0: Well, there is some tax to it.
1: Oh, dear, dear. I, th- <laughs> I thought that, I, I thought that was a silly question, Barry. What did you ask that for? <laughs> yeah. right, okay, so fair enough. So this is where uh, we're trying to get the message across that it's just not that, uh, that straightforward, is
0: it? Yeah, that's right. And so for those who do fall under these transitional arrangements, I would strongly urge you get some advice on this because whether or not you roll it over can really make a big difference. So the tax generally... If you roll it over, it is concessional. So you you only get taxed on the 15% Mm -hmm. other than your tax-free amount. But then it's in a very concessional, you know, superannuation environment.
1: Mm.
0: However, (laughs) the danger
1: is
0: (laughs) if you're under 55, and let's face it, a lot of people looking at redundancies are well under 55, Mm. if they roll it over to super, it actually gets what's called preserved which I think we've talked about before, but that, of course, means you're not allowed to have access to it until you retire after age
1: 55. So it's locked in until you turn 55. So there's something else that has to be considered. That's right. That's
0: right. Mm. So, so even though it's probably better from a tax point of view to roll it to super, it can have huge consequences if you ever want access to that money, particularly for the younger ones.
1: Okay, now... Looking at getting money into super and away from redundancy uh, let 's assume you didn 't have any of these workplace place agreements and you had the money sitting there if you were over fifty five oh, let 's look at getting money into super now away from the redundancy situation you 've got yeah. money you want to get into super if you 're under sixty five mm-hmm. how can you get how can you get money in uh, what, what what personal contributions or something or what
0: well, you can. So, so anyone under the age of 65 and mm. anywhere in the world can contribute to an Australian super fund. Right. You don't have to prove that you, have, that you work or anything like that. You used to have to, but those rules are, are gone now.
1: And is, is the amount, uh, is there a maximum or can I put a billion, whoops, hang on, they're throwing too many billions around these notes. Can I put a million dollars in or how does it work?
0: Well, you can. You can actually put unlimited amounts, but, but yeah. if you do, you'll get hit with some heavy tax. So, as you <laughs> know, <laughs> Thanks. you've got limits that what you Run. can put in. So, if you're putting your own, let's say you received this termination payment that we've just talked about, you've paid your tax on it, mm-hmm. and you wanted to contribute that super. Mm-hmm. If you could, anyone under the age of 65 can contribute up to $450,000 in one hit... Yes. So in one year, right. But if they do that, four hundred and fifty thousand, they cannot contribute for the next two years.
1: Can anyone else contribute to it?
0: Well, then you could you can have employer contributions,
1: right? But
0: but not what are considered personal.
1: Okay. So there's limits on that too. Now, Mm -hmm. okay. Fair enough. So there's limits on what you can contribute. Now, can anyone else contribute to the superannuation on your behalf?
0: Well, apart from your employer. Right. Yes, they can, but it's still, they all, in total, would still be subject to that limit, the 450 over a three-year period. Right. Um, so you could contribute, someone, your spouse can mm. make contributions for you. Right. Uh, in fact, anyone really mm-hmm. can contribute. Right. And they're called non-concessional contributions.
1: Right. What about uh, salary sacrifice?
0: Salary sacrifice actually are considered employer contributions. And that's just a technical term, really, because Mm. even though it is coming out of your salary, Mm. it's coming out of your pre-tax salary and your employer is contributing it. Rather than paying you the salary, your Mm. employer is putting it
1: into the super fund. And the 15% is taxed out of that.
0: And (coughs) they get, yeah, exactly, taxed at 15% on the way in. So that all comes under the umbrella of employer contributions.
1: Fair enough. Okay, let's just... also subject to limits. So under 65, you've got some generous ways of getting money into superannuation, but be careful, get some advice. Now, I'm 65 and I'm between 65 and 69. What have I got to do here? Can I put any amount in or...?
0: If you, yes, well, no, actually, you are now subject to limits. Now, first of all, you do have to show that you have worked in the year, that you're making the contribution.
1: And it's a work test, is it? There is a work test. What that
0: is, is that you have to have been gainfully employed for at least 40 hours for a period of not more than 30 consecutive days.
1: And I believe what I could do here is work one hour for 29 days and then 11 hours on the last day, but they have to be consecutive. That comes out to 40 hours in 30 days.
0: Well, well, the 30 days have to be consecutive.
1: Yes, so I could work for one hour for 29 days consecutive and then on the last day I could work 11 hours. That would give me 40 hours in 30 days.
0: It would, but you also don't have to work on every day of that 30 days. Oh. So you could do, so 30 days is about four weeks. So you right. could work five days a week for four weeks.
1: Right, fair enough. Okay, so it, it, you've got to meet that, that test. It, it's yeah. not a written test, by the way, is it?
0: No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so it be 65 to 69. There are the thing called the work test, no worries. Now, 70 to 74, what happens here? Can I uh, get money into super too?
0: Yeah, so same thing. Hmm. Um, it's only personal contributions on and employer contributions only, but you have to meet the same work tests from 70 to 74. Right. So,
1: 70 to 74, nobody else can make it apart from my employer or myself.
0: That's right. So, you, oh. you can't do spouse contributions anymore, for
1: example. Fair enough. Okay, here we go. We're over 75 now. What's this all about? Can I contribute to super?
0: No. So. so oh. The government basically says, alright, we're providing these tax concessions to help you save for retirement. By the time you're 75, it's the time you started drawing down on that rather than keep contributing to it.
1: So nobody can contribute over 75?
0: The only contributions that can go in are, are compulsory employer ones. So that doesn't mean, you know, the superannuation guarantee, the 9%, that ceases at the age of, I think it's 70 or 65. Mm. So they're not compulsory anymore, but some people might fall under an award that specifies superannuation contributions Uh, to unlimited age. So they're the only ones that can go in by the time you turn 75.
1: And this is Finance
0: Talkback, Barry
1: Preston. And we're talking with Alex Denham, who is the Head of Technical Services at Challenger Financial Services Group in Sydney. Alex, just a couple of very quick questions. The co-contribution, that's still working, isn't it? And briefly, what is it?
0: yep sure so that was it. something that was introduced a few years ago to allow uh, was to encourage uh, lower in, lower to middle income earners to be able to save into superannuation. so for those people who you know meet the income test limits on it, you, they can contribute up to one thousand dollars and the government will put in uh, basically a dollar fifty for every dollar that you contribute so in other words, if someone uh, earns less than about thirty-two or thirty thousand dollars, mm. puts a thousand dollars into super. The government will then put in one thousand five hundred dollars as
1: of, well of taxpayer money.
0: Of taxpayer money, yeah,
1: yes. we must make sure that that's true because it's not government money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now very very heavy tax if you go over your superannuation limits. Is that correct?
0: Um, well, do you mean
1: for if you contribute? contributing, yeah, contributing to super.
0: Yep, that's right. So we did talk a little bit about the uh, caps or the limits on contributions. I mean, $450,000. Anything over that, you're taxed at 46.5%.
1: No excuses either.
0: No, they're pretty pretty tough on that one. Pretty tough. So all contributions (coughs) that get made to superannuation funds get reported off to the tax office, (laughs) and the tax office adds all that up for each individual person, and if it goes over the, the limits and they hit them with a tax bill.
1: And it's, do they hit them into the super fund and p- from out of that or not? Uh,
0: the personal contributions, it is a personal tax bill, but you are allowed to take the money out of super to pay it.
1: Okay. Okay, Alex, uh, on behalf of 2NURFM 103.7 and all our listeners in the uh, fabulous Hunter Valley, don't tell anyone from Sydney about that. We're trying to keep it secret. Thank you very much indeed for bringing us up to date on redundancies and uh, more information on super contributions. I believe there's a lot more things happening and we'll have you back very soon because there's some new laws changing or what? Yes, yeah, some
0: stuff that's coming on 1 July that I think listeners might be interested in and this is the income, or income testing test reform. So I get various means tested government benefits.
1: So okay well, well have some changes. We'll bring everyone up to date on that very soon. Alex look after yourself and thanks very much. Keep safe.
0: Thank you, Barry, you too. Bye bye bye. That's finance talk back for today. Thank you, Barry Preston. I'm Jane Klein. On to a new RFM one oh three point seven